I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. As always, we start these episodes with a question. And today's question is, will you dance with me? <laughs> mm, you have an overbite, so I don't think so. <laughs> I'd rather be boiled alive. Like, that's so rude. We can arrange yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Give me 13 years and some plastic surgery, honey, and you'll mm-hmm. be crispy like a chicken tender. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This guy really holds a grudge. In some ways, it's ad, ad admirable, and in other ways, I'm like, move on, dude. Like, come on. You know, you grew up, you got hot. That's your revenge. Yeah, I mean, right, just exactly. you know, come on. <laughs> it's it's very reminiscent of every '80s horror movie slasher killer, especially something like Slaughter High. That's what oh, I don't yeah. know, my mind goes to, and yeah. I was bullied as a kid, so now I'm going to murder everyone around me. Like, all right, (laughs) you do you. Yeah, I mean, if that brings you joy. (laughs) Yeah. Personally, I'd go for some frozen yogurt. That brings me joy. Yeah, I mean, if you want to kill, great. It's going to avoid some (laughs) run-ins with the law. And, you know, it just (laughs) seems like the the better, the the less messy way, really, to to handle it. I mean, depending how you eat frozen yogurt, but. (laughs) Lots of mess. I'm not big on the mess. I think I would rather just have my yogurt. Um, Mm -hmm. This one does feel... Of the post-Scream slashers, it feels the least like Scream in the yes. sense that it feels like it's from another time. It, it has a very 80s quality with like some sort of giallo kind of as, aspects to it. It's right. like very stylish and brightly colored and it just – yeah. the ca- characters are like a little bit older, so it has a more ma- 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 mature kind of a vibe. True. Although the dialogue is still very like – late 90s early 2000s like camp like they're they have all these one-liners like all over the place that you know it it, it just feels very um some of it's kind of funny i gotta admit (laughs) yeah i mean there's a lot of one-liners that are pretty pretty funny (laughs) yeah it's it's just not really like it doesn't have that sort of self-referential thing no i mean yeah it's not like trying to do yeah i mean the critics pretty much said the same thing they thought it with this one they thought it was very 80s slasher vibes which is why i think a lot of people didn't like it um at the time because it was like oh it's not it's not uh, i don't know elevated i guess you know in a sense like it's not trying to to be something more than just this schlocky horror movie but like i don't have a problem with that it's i think either yeah i I actually think time has been kinder to this movie than absolutely um, I i think uh the 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 last act falls apart a little bit but uh yeah um, it's a little convoluted there mm mm-hmm I'm still but, not really uh, sure, like, who did what, or if there was just one killer, or if there were two, or, like, what is the story? Yeah. Uh, Sorority Row is kind of that same way, where it's, like, the reveal kind of isn't just great. Um, yeah. Also very, like, woman-centered. Um, but, yeah, I do like these, like, female-centered um, slashers, where it's just, like, women yeah. trying to help. And this this has some kind of interesting bits, like, where, I mean, they're just, I mean, just hanging out and existing, and uh, uh, Denise get some nice moments where she's like pushing off men left and right. And the men are all like fucking terrible. And it's, 
Um, yeah, it's yeah. there. Her character is kind of interesting because, you know, she's sort of made out to be like, you know, the loose one of the group. And yet, like, mm-hmm. she has so much agency and she's like, yeah, I enjoy sex, but I don't enjoy sex with everyone. So just because you right. think I'm a slut doesn't mean I'm going to blow you. She does. I mean, most of the men in this movie I mean, don't come off very well. Oh, I mean, I, I mean there's the, the <laughs> cop is the rapey cop. There's the um, guy who's trying to the, the con artist guy who's like trying to, you know, take everyone for their money. And uh, every guy's horrible. Every guy. I mean, pretty much every guy in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think maybe that was something that people didn't like. I know a lot of straight men don't like this movie. And I think I, it might be because of the fact that there's not a single likable straight male character I mean, probably. in the movie. And, and it is, like I said, pretty – there's a lot of campy dialogue and stuff that I think yeah. a lot of straight men just don't respond to like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this movie had four fucking writers, which doesn't really surprise me. But uh, oh, one of them was a gay man, and I assume he was in charge of like some of this dialogue. <laughs> probably. <laughs> It's like somebody was like, what What if we took the Golden Girls and like made them younger and like put them in L.A. in like the early 2000s <laughs> <Yeah>. and like <laughs> put a slasher on the loose trying to come after him? <laughs> yeah, it's like so Paige would be the Blanche. Obviously. Blanche, Paige is the Blanche. Um, uh, Dorothy would be Dorothy, clearly. Y- yes. Um, yes. And uh, <laughs> I guess Kate would be Rose because she's like a little bit dim, you know, yeah, not so. I think so. I mean, and then. I don't know. I don't know. Is I don't know about Sophia. More of the Sophia. I don't know. She's mm, she doesn't have much of a personality in general. So really, it's hard to she's say. But kind uh, of hyper and excited to be to be everywhere. Right. But yeah, it, right. it does have like a kind of a like a yeah like a Golden Girls designing women Sex in the City vibe in between mm-hmm. all the deaths, which. I personally yeah. appreciate an awful I lot. enjoy it. You know, yeah, they're, they're always like quipping at each other and, you know, uh, these little reads at each other. And um, uh, it's I, it's just, I don't know, it's enjoyable. It's just, it, when, when I was watching this, I was like, man, I just, just you just don't see stuff like this anymore in horror. I mean, you really don't. Even the, like, even though Scream is back, like, I mean, it's just not this much, you know, the, this level right. of uh, bitchery, I guess I would say. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this, this was really like, sort of the last one of that that late 90s phase at least major theatrical it that i can seems think that of. way yeah. Yeah. yeah and it did not play for long i saw this twice in the theaters, in theaters. and yeah i think it was within the span of two weeks because it didn't last that long no 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 <laughs> no shame no it was um sort of on the heels of like scream three and final destination mm-hmm. and urban legends final cuts but yeah i think this was kind of the last big one unless you count like cursed but like that took yeah that was that, that was, was a production for like six or something? a decade or something yeah i don't know how long yeah, that, took. that was, took forever but i guess it was already filming at this point i don't probably know. Yeah. <laughs> who knows yeah i, I think that, the, that i mean yeah one version of it was filming who knows the, <laughs> of the like 50 who knows yeah we, we what did we talk we talked about um when we did scream three that like this was also post columbine so you right. see a lot of censoring of and uh yeah. that also i think killed the slasher movies because people didn't want to see people killing each other with knives and they'd rather right. see uh, i don't know they'd rather see like more of uh, monsters i guess or like deformed people or something that's not as like personal right. i guess i would i would maybe say so um, maybe i don't and i i do remember there being a lot of controversy about this movie in particular at the time right this movie was originally supposed to be a lot gorier and they shot all of it and they cut pretty much all of it out. Right. And it was really confusing at the time because it was like, well, it's an R-rated movie. And the MPAA weren't the ones that made them c- cut it. It was actually the st- 
studio that felt pressure because Mm -hmm. of Columbine. Right. And they finally released all the deleted stuff on the Blu-ray after years of, like, wondering, like, what could have been so gory that, like, that just made the studio freak out. And I watched it, and I'm like, this is really not that much that they cut. I think the... Really, the only scene that stood out to me when I was watching it was where he takes the, the whatever her name, the preppy girl's head and just like bashes her uh, uh, face into the, the glass that, that's on oh, the, yeah. the, like that was a little uh, like slightly brutal. But uh, yeah, I mm. mean, and then the uh, uh, the hot tub scene is like pretty intense, but like, yeah, you don't yeah, see like not gory, not not so much. I mean, there's there's blood, yeah. but like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh and I, I don't know, that was kind of a staple of that time period, too, where th- th- right. there wasn't a ton of, like, gore in these, like, 90s horror movies either. Yeah, it's just, it's just so interesting to see all of that in hindsight and be like, yeah. I'm pretty sure this movie, in its uncut form, could have played on TV without yeah. any cuts these, yeah, these days. today's standards, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy yeah. what what 20-something years will, will do. Right. Speaking of... 20 some years later <laughs> we got the big news yeah. this week right oh, that's uh yes. i know what you did last summer is getting a film sequel yeah freddie prince jr jennifer love hewitt are apparently in talks we don't know what that yeah. means Wait, necessarily. What, they're whispers I mean, they're, who knows <laughs> they might have just sent them a mysterious text or a mysterious note uh, a says, little valentine that they open up back. with a, a nice limerick when they open the <laughs> letter yeah who knows <laughs> a, a very meticulously um created valentine yeah um that is and, kind of a connection yeah. between these movies the the sending of the little the little notes um the, the, yeah. the, the, this this guy is more creative i think than the <laughs> i know we did last summer oh easily murderer, one of the but, most you know, creative yeah. s- cinematic murderers i believe i mean yeah. these have class they mm-hmm. are very well done um but yeah so i know what you did last summer is back ish question mark <laughs> i don't know what they're gonna do with it yeah um i mean there's I, where could it go right who knows and are they gonna do what the halloween reboot did and just have it be a sequel to the first one or are they gonna do what the scream reboot did and have it be essentially a sequel to all four and the franchise right. in there and you know is this gonna ignore yeah. i still know what you did that summer because if so we're gonna throw a fucking tantrum and well, <laughs> demand that just... they include brandy i mean there's a lot that <sighs> because Ben seems pretty fucking dead by the end of I Still Know. So right, they they can't bring him back. No, unless I mean, they just ignore that movie completely, yeah. which I hope which they don't. Would bother me. Yeah, that would bother me a lot. Or maybe I Still Know was a dream. The whole thing was a dream. Mm. <laughs> so it happened in Could Julie's be. mind, but and she really does have a friend that you know looks remarkably like brandy uh yeah her and, name's uh, not carla it's carly, her name's like carla. and Car- carly and she's like, yes she's like carly i had such a weird dream your name was carla <laughs> and jack black was there and he had dreadlocks it's like what <laughs> happened and she's like i told you not to watch nacho libre and smoke pot before going to sleep and this is what uh, happens you shouldn't have had that last uh dark and stormy you know yeah <laughs> uh. 
oh, maybe that could work. I don't know. And then I yeah. heard another thing that's like, you know what? The best part of that movie was Sarah Michelle Gell Geller. So what they should do is they should just say that the first act of the first movie took place and the rest of it's just been a big dream and started <laughs> like 20 something years later. I'm like, what? Okay. That is so now, complicated. We're, we're getting a little complicated now. I mean, that is so if you weird. If you want to bring her back, you could do that stupid thing they did in Scream 5 where they just have like a her, be, her being haunted by, you know, Skeet Ulrich yeah. the whole fucking movie. Like, all right. I mean, technically, if you were like really, if you really wanted to bring Sarah Michelle Gellar back, I guess you could say that the bodies they found in the the uh, freezer at the end of that movie were like maybe wasn't hers for some reason. I don't know why the fuck yeah. it would not be hers, but like maybe because they don't actually show her else. being stabbed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that scene is a very stylistic scene where you don't really see much. And she mm -hmm. was right next to a parade. So maybe so, like right. one of those drummers was like, hey, stop the parade. There's a lady bleeding in the alley. Right. I don't know. Exactly. Have yeah. a little flash flashback. She still looks yeah. basically the same. I mean, you could just stick her in that dress and no one would know. Right, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh... <laughs> Where can it go? I, I mean, this is the thing. These have never been, like, my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. So, like, they've always been, like, a little bit wonky. And yeah. so, like, my expectations are not high. But, like, I'm very curious as to where this could go. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's being fronted by two women, which will be interesting. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, Jennifer uh Caton Robinson, <clears throat> who mm -hmm. also did this MTV show called Sweet Vicious that was actually really good, only lasted for one season. And uh so I like that a lot. I didn't oh. love Do Revenge. I know a lot of people did. It's a little too long, but uh it's okay. So I don't know. We'll see. Or <clears throat> they could have a character named like Will Ben's grandson. <laughs> and... <laughs> The whole time you're trying to guess who the killer is, and it's like, uh, it was me, Will Ben's grandson. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet stars as Will Ben's grinson. <laughs> grinson. <laughs> you're like, who could the killer be? Who could they be? Hiding in plain sight. I would rather them do a reboot of The Faculty, personally, just because I feel like there's more, be more you interesting. could do with that. And everybody fucking lived, so, like, everybody's alive. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. you could bring them back. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little burnt out on the, the reboot sequels already, so we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see what they do with it. But uh, I, I would say I hope they don't put Jennifer Love Hewitt in a tank top, but that's all she wore in the first two movies, so it would make sense for her. My suspicion is she will be very well dressed for most of the movie and then show up for the final scene in a tank top, just like Laurie yeah. Strode shows up in the final scene in her like exact fucking outfit to fight, <laughs> fight Michael Myers at the end of Halloween. Be like, remember this bit <laughs> Ben's grandson. <laughs> Let's have a fight. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> you know she's gonna say it she, she's gonna say yeah, it at some point that better be the trailer just her in front of a tree mm -hmm. saying why are you still waiting for this <laughs> why oh there's gonna be callbacks there's of course there's gonna be callbacks what do you want from us 
you know what you know what they fucking need though they need a good soundtrack because that's what's missing yes. from these these movies like where where's the fucking soundtrack you know can we bring that back please like yeah do you remember when you would be introduced to songs great songs because they were in a movie and you'd be like yes. oh that's a great song i want the soundtrack let me let me buy that and see who sang this you know right it doesn't happen like that anymore no uh i think that's all that's been happening in the world lately let us know but uh you know it's 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 valentine's day and so happy valentine's day yeah i hope you got some candy mm. and you checked it for maggots mm-hmm. always a i mean you, you, you never know what's gonna be <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna lie after this movie i have always compulsively done that if i bite into a chocolate <laughs> This movie did for chocolates what Psycho did for showers. <laughs> Always makes me a little nervous. I'm like, oh, I hope, I hope this doesn't have maggots. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was a, a fun time to be a, 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 a older child. <laughs> um, yes, it know? was. Yeah, this was middle school for me. It was nice. Yeah. Was this like fifth yeah. grade, maybe? I think, yeah, I think I was in fifth grade when this was out. Mm. Yeah. And I would like cut the pictures out of Fangoria and tell everyone that it, that um they were stills from a movie that I had made on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was really weird. <laughs> I was like, see, that's me with the guy from Angel. He was on set last week. We made this cool movie. <laughs> Wow, I'm learning learning so much about you, Chris. <laughs> Here we are, like <laughs> two some years into this podcast, le- le- learning so many so many details. So depressing, oh, man. I need therapy. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> like we said, tail end of this whole late '90s quippy slasher craze. Also post Columbine, like we already said. And uh, this was directed by Mr. Jamie Blanks. Of Woo! urban legend fame. Woo. Oh, I miss him. I wish he would do more movies. He, he yeah. He just had a flair for these kinds of, you know, really stylish slasher films. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what he's been up to these these days. He he was uh, he did a guest appearance on our friends um, podcast, Dark Knight of the Podcast. I think they talked about right. urban legend. That's in fact, right. maybe we should have got him for this, but uh, we didn't I think know. about it. <laughs> we don't plan these we things enough. Yes, so. we really don't. We're like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So if he's listening, hey Jimmy, you know, thank you for your work and thank you for your, you know, uh, our, contributions. our little house on Haunted Hill just it it wasn't quite clean enough to bring people no. in. We can't have guests no. just yet. The maid was out this week, so you know she she'd been killed by Jeremy <laughs> for some reason. Why does he kill the maid? I don't get we, it. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> just drags her in. I'm like, what did she do? Like, did she go to the school too? You know who doesn't die? <laughs> uh, that Jason dude, right? Does he ever die? No, he does not. Yeah. He just Same. like randomly appears in the background a couple times, and the, the, yeah, like he he looks creepy. So you're like, maybe he's the killer, but then you never see him again. And it's like, all right, whatever. I mean, he does talk in the first person, which is pretty sketch, sketch, sketchy. Like, oh, yeah. so yeah, he's within the realm of possibility. Yes, but uh, let's see here. So Warner Brothers got the rights to the Tom Savage novel of the same name in May 1998. Uh, the project was later transferred to Artisan Entertainment uh, with producer Dylan Sellers and writers Wayne and Donna Powers, with the latter of the two initially attached to direct. But it did not go that way, as we know. Um, but the original script had a very different tone from the book and was set on a college campus. 
The project went into turnaround to Warner Brothers and was rewritten by Gretchen J. Berg and Aaron Harberts, who is the queer voice of the bunch, at least one of them. There might be more. Who knows? I just saw on Wikipedia. And uh, Richard Kelly was originally going to direct this as well. Um, wow. Like Donnie Darko? Richard? Yes, Donnie Darko. Richard what? Kelly. That's nuts. Nuts. Oh but he God. turned it down to work on Donnie Darko, which is probably the better I mean, better call. I mean, you know. Good choice. That yeah. film has probably had a slightly bigger a- afterlife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just slightly. Just a little bit, you know. <laughs> Uh, Hetty Burris auditioned for the role of Dorothy Wheeler and Tara Reid was considered for the role as well, but it ultimately ultimately went to Jessica Capshaw. Uh, but Burris was put in the film as Ruthie Walker. Jessica Caulfield originally Caulfield Caulfield um, originally auditioned for Denise Richards' role. Um, also, Jennifer Love Hewitt was apparently up for that part, which would have been interesting. Oh. But yeah, Valentine was shot on location in Vancouver uh, with principal photography commencing on July 10th, 2000. Uh, David Boreanaz shot all of his scenes in less than two weeks, which doesn't surprise me. His acting in this movie, he's not even like trying to be a different character. Like this is, this is how he is in Buffy and Angel too. Like it's the exact (laughs) same acting. Like he doesn't even try. It's like he literally just walked on the set for a couple days and was like, all right, just I'll read these lines as Angel from Buffy. And that's just (laughs) walked right out. I mean, that's Uh, probably what they wanted. That's probably why they hired him in the first place. Probably. Such a big heartthrob on that show. They're like, let's bring him on this and all the girls will want to go see it. Oh, you, you read the poster for this movie? Like, one of the posters anyway. Uh, it doesn't even look like Marley Shelton. It looks like Sarah Michelle Geller. I, I, I yes. swear they did that intentionally just to, like, make the Buffy people, like, interested. But I don't I know. I never understood that because the theatrical poster was just the mask with, like, yes. the writing on it. And it was a great poster. And then yeah. then when they released it on video and DVD, they did the typical scream, like, floating heads, body mm-hmm. thing. And, yeah, yeah, like, she doesn't even look like the same person. No. What is this about? It's very it's odd. Very, very odd choices there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Catherine Heigl was only on shoot for three days to do her scenes. Uh, she Makes was sense. also busy with Roswell at the time. So, uh, um, yeah, this was the other big thing from this era. We're going to take people from like the teen WB shows and put them in, you know, these horror movies. Um, although there are no uh, R&B rappers in this. I mean, little known fact, though, Marley Shelton, big R&B rapper on the side. So maybe <laughs> the more, you know, <laughs> that's that not true that I know of, but it might be. I, I don't know. I know uh... that she prefers an animated films and musicals, as we learned in the last <laughs> scream. Uh, Jamie Blanks has I, I don't know how he feels about this film now, but he's been kind of an apologist about this movie. Uh, he's said that, like, forgive me for Valentine. A lot of people give me grief for that, but we did our best. Um, I don't really like when filmmakers are apologists about their movie um, because I don't know, like, I, I feel like eventually you just wait long enough. A lot of these movies are people are going to come around on like it's especially oh, with horror movies because everyone just decides that, oh, you remember that movie that we all said was bad like 30 years ago? Well, maybe it really wasn't. I mean, I get it. I mean, there there have been some things I've done as a filmmaker that I'm like, I wouldn't do that now. So, yeah. like, I, I get where he's coming from. But, yeah, I mean, you don't have to ap- apologize. It's It's got a fan base. And I think it's quite entertaining. And that's really what counts at the end of the day. I mean, but it's like, of course you're not the same person you are, like, 20-some years ago. Like, I mean, th- I right. feel like that's more of an issue with people not recognizing that 
than anything else. Like, you know, the, the filmmakers yeah. change over time and they grow and blah, 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 blah. And I, I just feel like you shouldn't have to apologize for, unless you did something that was like really offensive or something, you shouldn't have to apologize for right. something that like you did when you were younger, because that's just who you were and you were doing the best you could with the resources you had and everything else. But it's true. Yeah. That's how I feel. Anywho, this was released February 2nd, 2001, critically panned. Uh, like I said, critics deemed it very similar to 80s slasher movies. Um, not all critics were negative, though. I was reading some of these. The um, Kevin Thomas of the Los Angeles Times said uh, it was smart, stylish. Um, it offers a fresh twist on the ever-reliable revenge theme and affords a raft of talented young actors solid roles that show them to advantage. It's a pretty good review. That's a good review. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Variety says... Uh, Looking good, but lacking much in the way of personality, um, rather like its characters, Valentine is a straightforward slasher pick that's acceptably scary until a week finale. So, kind of mixed review there. Okay. Uh, well, at least they said something positive. Yeah. Nothing from our dear Ebert that I can see. Uh, didn't do so well at the box office, even though you saw it twice. Uh, I did. It's, uh, I did my part. You, you tried. You did your part. <laughs> Fuck the rest of you. <laughs> I tried. Damn it. It made thirty-seven million against a twenty-nine million dollar budget. Uh, kind of surprised it was twenty-nine million dollars to make, even. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what's that in inflation nowadays? That's like actually super expensive. Fuck. That's uh, yeah, for 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 the time. That's kind of expensive and um, i think there was like a super bowl ad for this movie if i'm not mm, mistaken which yes you know is super ex- expensive so yes now you say that mar- i do remember the marketing that. costs would have been pretty astronomical altogether right. so i wonder if it even broke even yeah there was also a website at the time that you could go to and send these little digital e-card valentine things uh, oh i remember that I wish that was still up because I'd be, I'd be sending people <laughs> some creepy Valentine's all the time. <laughs> Roses are red, violets are blue. They'll need dental records to identify you. <laughs> Art, really. Oh, I mean, exciting. <laughs> I do believe it also had an AOL keyword. Oh, of course too. it did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it just Valentine? I don't remember. I think it was. Uh, of course. Oh, you will be interested to know that uh, according to IMDb, this is the cheapest film to ever have a Super Bowl spot. Ah, there we okay. go. Okay, that's fucking depressing. <laughs> yeah, the cheapest movie ever to. to yeah, record. it's not even a cheap movie. Uh, Luke Wilson and Jeremy Sisto were both considered for Adam Carr. Jeremy Sisto would have oh. been good. He's, oh, he's Jeremy great Sisto for, for these he's kind so of roles. Dreamy. It has one of very few f- few trailers to feature a female narrator. Oh. That's what this says. I don't remember that. I remember the trailer. I remember it's like a girl in a field and they shot it just for the the tray trailer and she's like picking mm. a flower and she's like, mm. he loves me. He loves right. me Right. Okay. Yes. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. And then there's someone else. I don't think it's the same girl, but but it's it's like, remember that guy in school? He remembers you. <laughs> Valentine. Uh, and of course, Catherine Heigl has completely disowned the movie. She's She says she... She fucking hates it. And I'm like, all right, whatever, girl. I mean, Catherine, you've done so much worse. Like, just embrace I, it. Jesus. Because like, <laughs> like right after this, she became like the rom-com queen and was in like 50 mm-hmm. of them for like a few years there. And yeah, uh, but it's just like, come on. I mean, you're only in the movie for like 10, five, 10 minutes anyway. So it's, it's exactly why, why, own why it. just throw so much shade at it? It's, it's 
come on. And, and you're the opening kill, which at the time meant you were like. That's an honor. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, you were some sort of star-ish, you know? Right. So it's. Uh, Embrace it, girl. Come on. Embra- yeah. And, you know, she she did this and Bride of Chucky within a few years and like, just just embrace it, girl. Yeah, this is quite a quite a little cast of uh, 90s ladies here. Um, like we said, mm-hmm. you got Marley Shelton. I done like Pleasantville and uh, Sugar and Spice in 2001, also the same year. Um, oh, and, wow. Uh, Never Been Kissed and then Grindhouse and Scream 5. Grindhouse and Scream 5 later on. Scream 4, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Denise Richards, of course, from, you know, our oh, favorite. The, the best. Uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. And yes. Wild Things, which Wild I saw you just things. rewatched recently. Oh, and it's so good. If you have not it's... rewatched Wild Things in a while, let me tell you, age like a fine wine. It is a beautiful delicious. film. It is just it like is so twist upon twist upon twist upon twist. Oh, it is just, it's wonderful. Just a can't be delight. What was I watching? I was, uh, Mystic River. I was watching it the other day and Kevin Bacon plays a, a cop in that. And I'm like, how many fucking times has Kevin Bacon played a fucking <laughs> cop in movies? My God. Like for several years there, it's like all he did was just play <laughs> detectives and cops. I'm like, okay. Well, Bacon, cop, pig, you know, yeah. I mean, it all goes together. <laughs> It all fits. <laughs> the I'm mystery like, has been solved. Get? I mean, <laughs> oh no! And we've lost tens of listeners. Like, <laughs> my grandfather was a cop. You fucker. <laughs> Hashtag not all cops, but like you know, it's uh... <laughs> God. The fact that we have to say that even. I know it's ridiculous. Um, who else? Who else? Yeah, Jessica Capshaw, of course. Yeah. Oh uh, yes, uh, Kate Capshaw's daughter, Steven Spielberg's mm-hmm. um, stepdaughter. Yeah, yeah. Potential uh, nepo baby, maybe I don't know, but a little bit. She's you quite know. good in this. So yes, you know, uh, as since known for like the practice and Grey's Anatomy, a lot of a lot of TV stuff. Yes, and uh, just like Catherine Heigl. Yeah, that's a little just connection like there too. Mm-hmm. 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 Six degrees uh, of Grey's Anatomy. Yep. Get you every time. Yep, yep. It, that that's still in the air, isn't it? It's like I think so. I, I think know. so. I'm like, my God, I don't even. <laughs> What's it been on for like 20 years now? It's like, it's Jesus. fucking crazy. I mean, it's. <laughs> What's uh yeah? Oh, sorry, who else? Uh, uh, uh Jessica Caulfield from uh mm-hmm. Legally Blonde, Urban yeah. Legends, Final Cuts, uh Road Trip. You know, she was kind of a 90s staple there for trip, early 2000s. Man. Yeah uh yeah and like uh that, yeah those are the the women and then of course david boreanis like we said from buffy and angel and bones and uh everything else he's done and uh yeah it's uh kind of stacked little cast of 90s who who's who but uh yeah what is going on in this movie there is a young middle school fella named jeremy melton mm. who gets jeremy nosebleeds melton yeah and all he wants is someone to dance with at the Valentine's Day dance at school. And all the girls turn him down. And many of them turn him down in very nasty ways. Mm-hmm. Except for Kate. Kate is like, maybe later, Jeremy. And he's like, who am I going to dance with? And he, he sees Dorothy by, by herself on the bleachers. And he asks her. And she's like, okay. But instead of dancing, they go underneath the bleachers and make out. Mm-hmm. And these bully kids spot them. And Dorothy doesn't want to seem like she's a loser. So she pretends that Jeremy attacked her. And they grab him and, like, beat him up on the floor and, like, dump, like, punch on him. It's just, like, it's very, very mean. 
It does. And then we flash forward about 13 years, and yeah. Shelly, one, one, one of the girls who turned Jeremy down, is having a lousy date with this complete dingus, Jason, who speaks in the first person, as we've mentioned before. And so she goes back to school to work on a cadaver for school, and she hears this noise. She goes to investigate it in the locker room, and wouldn't you know it, it's just a fellow student who's like, oh, I'm sorry, I was working late. Have fun. And so he leaves, and she sees this Valentine taped to her locker, and she's like, oh my, how nice, I have an admirer. And she opens it, and it's this elaborate poem about how she's going to bleed from her neck. And she pulls this little lever on the card, and it shows a woman with her neck cut, and it's oozing blood, and she's like, well, that's not funny. That's not from my true love. And it's also signed JM. And she's like, hmm, who's, who could that be? And she goes back to work on the corpse. And the corpse takes a breath. And she's like, oh, shit. And then the real corpse pops out from the freezer. And she looks. And the person that was under the sheet is gone. So she this grabs a herself move. a scalpel. Yeah. Risky. Because, you know, she could have cut right into Freaky. you, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, you know. And, and th- how quickly did he get changed after this? It seems mm-hmm. like he's... You know, he's so it's like the two killer th- theory. Maybe there's something to it. I don't know. Could be. It's just a little. It's a little quick. And so she grabs the scalpel and she's trying to find out what's going on. And then she gets grabbed from like another sheet, and she stabs them and runs down the hall. And she sees this person in a cupid mask coming at her with a knife, and she's like, "Oh no!" So she hides in the morgue, in one of the body bags with a with a corpse. And he comes in and he's like stabbing all the body bags and stuff, like trying to find her. It's a creepy little scene. Mm-hmm. And he finally does. And he slits her throat. And after this, his nose bleeds, just like our little Jeremy in the prologue. So could Jeremy be out for revenge? Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. It's a very like tidy kill because she's already in the body mm-hmm. bag. So you just like slit yeah. her throat and the blood just goes in there. And you just zip it right back up and then you're ready to go. I mean, it's just like it's one of the tidiest <laughs> kills I've ever seen in a horror movie, you know? And there's that little like that that little tube that like drains the bo- bo- body mm-hmm. of all the blood, and a- yeah. after she's killed, it just goes out of the tube and into a little collection bin down below. Just <laughs> like, super oh, convenient, very environmentally wow. friendly. Just you know, <laughs> oh, good nice. on you, killer. Good on you, Jeremy, a friend of the environment <laughs> and of the the staff that has to come in and clean up. That's that's exactly. that's good. It's good just, for yeah. you, dude. We need more um, people like that. <laughs> I, I think so too. Clean killers. Where are clean, clean killers? You know, come on, come on. <laughs> Making messes for everybody else to clean up. Mm-hmm. So inconsiderate. Um, and speaking of messes, Paige and Kate are out speed dating when they get the news. <laughs> and this, this is a great little scene. This is a cute this, scene. This sequence it's really of people, funny. Yeah. I like the guy who's like, the Bible's the foundation of morality and marriage. <laughs> and then they get the news that Shelley's been killed. And so they all go to the funeral and they meet up with Lily and Dorothy. And there's a detective who comes in and he immediately wants to know all this stuff. But none of them really seem that close with Shelley. Like, they haven't really talked to her in a long time. Um and then Kate's estranged boyfriend, Adam, shows up to show some support. But Kate thinks he's been drinking again, even though he promises he's sober and the booze bottle in his car is just for a friend. It's not mm. his. Not at all. Yeah. And 
Soon enough, all of the women get these threatening Valentine's cards with rhymes and elaborate artwork, just like Shelly, and they're all signed J.M. And we're introduced to a bunch of wonderful red herrings. For example, Dorothy's lost a lot of weight and is super rich and lives with her father and stepmother, who seems like a bit of a bitch. And she takes (laughs) in this guy named Campbell, who she hardly knows. Like, I think it's mentioned that she just knows him because he goes to the same gym or something. It's like, what the hell? And he gives her this sob story about being kicked out of his apartment and... He has a nice smile, so she's like, oh, why not? You can live with me. And I like when she tells her stepmom, and her stepmom's like, oh, yeah, what are you doing? And her response is like, you know, when you're old enough to rent a car, we can discuss your role as being my stepmother. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't charge by the hour like you. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I kind of want more of the stepmom. I, I, I yeah. read somewhere where they had shot her death scene, and they also shot the death scene of the weird neighbor guy and mm. they had to pick pick one to use i'm like why not both instead you know yeah that, well i mean she's great if she's still out there you know I, I come back for the the, the sequel <gasps> right the requel the 20 some years later Valentine right here requel. and uh and yeah so like i mentioned kate has this creepy guy named gary who also likes to rhyme things he's like mm-hmm. you look great kate this could be our fate kate and he's uh, like gary. and she's like you're scary gary <laughs> and um, and so he's kind of weird. And Lily and Paige receive a Valentine with a box of chocolates that have unfortunately gone bad and have maggots crawling out of them. And they're all like, oh, who could JM be? And Tis Paige a well-known like, fact about- <laughs> that beauty is skin deep. Savor the taste because you, you are, are what, what you, you eat. eat. Oh, oh, no. Oh, they're saying she- Shakespeare. Shakespeare. She's there. a maggot. She's mm-hmm. one of those maggot people. And Paige is like, what about Jeremy Melton? And Lily's like, the fuck is that? And Paige has to remind her of how horrible they were to this kid. And she's like, oh, well, I don't remember him. And then Lily invites everyone to her boyfriend Max's art exhibit, which is this really cool, like, video installation maze. Yeah. Avant-garde MTV digital (laughs) art show thing yeah art show in quotations with just people rocky horror type lips just popping up on screens and talking to you the whole like time eyes and stuff it's like we're watching right. you it's yeah it's very interesting, interesting. i don't know yeah. what the purpose is i think he gives like a mission statement and it makes no sense he's just no. like this is about love so why don't you bring your loved one with you and hold hands while you do it it's about love mm-hmm. and um and so Do- dorothy brings campbell and this crazy lady named Ruthie shows up and starts yelling at him, complaining about stealing her money. And Dorothy's all like, take a hike, little lady. And Ruthie basically warns her that he'll steal her money, money too. So once again, the red herrings are just coming out of the woodwork here. Mm-hmm. And at one point, everyone goes off into the maze and Lily's making out with Max. And his female assistant shows up and starts watching and Lily's like, uh, can she leave, please? And he's like, I invited her. And she's like taking off her top. And yeah. Lily's like, no, sir. And he's <laughs> like, don't be so uptight. It's free love, man. I'm an artist, you know? Like, so she's Fucking like, hippie. I'm out of here. And so <laughs> she books it and she gets lost in the maze. And then all of a sudden, an 
arrow comes out of nowhere and shoots her in the stomach and she sees the killer in front of her and she's like, oh no. And he keeps mm-hmm. shooting her with arrows until she falls through one of the screens and into a stairwell and then all the way down into a garbage bin. Again, it's just so over the top. It, it's the planning here. I mean, the disposal. It, it's just, it's it's brilliant, really. I mean. Well, then like everyone's like, oh, she must have left town no one's like hey i wonder why that screen is broken let's see what's behind this in the dumpster like did 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 he become really handy with like needlework in these past 13 years he's like it's possible stitching up the screen when he's done he's just a man of many talents truly what did we watch Um, at some point that had somebody getting hit with a bow and arrow like this because i remember thinking oh "Oh, that was like in valentine oh damn it damn it to betsy what was it um i can't remember Who's gotten hit by an arrow? Fuck. Yeah. I mean, we've watched. Was so it something much. in it, Sorority Row? I don't think so. Was it the initiation? Maybe it was the initiation. There's one in that, right, where she gets hit, like in the Christmas display. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Is that was that like it? one of our. That was like our first episode. That's crazy. That was around the same time, yeah, because it was like Sorority Row and Initiation yeah. Hell Knight. They were all in the same hmm. block there, hmm. right? Well, yeah, could be, could be. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they took that from from that movie for this could be and uh so yeah anyway they decide to contact the police and they admit that they think they know who might be doing this and it's this guy named jeremy and the detective's like well we'll try to figure out if we can find him but just keep in mind that 13 years is, is a long time he could have contacts he could have changed his face there's all kinds of things that would you know potentially happen right and Dorothy's like getting kind of weird and they're all like what's up and she's like um I have a confession to make remember when I said Jeremy attacked me back in middle school well I lied and you know I'm the reason why he was beaten up and sent to reform school so it's no wonder he's after us now and they're like oh no Dorothy what have you gotten us into girl and then the killer sneaks into Kate's apartment and kills creepy neighbor boy gary as he's trying on her pantyhose yeah with a, like a fucking iron he just takes it and puts it right on his face <laughs> like what they were like listen we haven't had a kill in 10 minutes uh who can we kill yeah neighbor yeah. boy gary perfect and, and this so... <laughs> detective guy who's like helping them out just a real piece of fucking work here you know he's yeah trying they're... to molest page over here and uh yeah, it's like it's, it's everyone leaves except except for page and they have a moment mm-hmm. alone and he's like what are we gonna do about this and she's like what it's like the sexual tension and he like mm-hmm. sticks his hand on her thigh and she's like please remove your hand from my thigh and he's like where do you want me to put it and she's like how about up your ass and then she leaves it's like good for you page good, good for, for you. you girl feminist film me too hashtag yes exactly this was mm-hmm. well it, what's funny is if you watch the special features on this everyone kind of says that they're like it was a it was really ahead of its time we were dealing with me too stuff before me too i'm like you know what yes you were Yes, yes, you were. <laughs> Props to Valentine. <laughs> yes. The Me Too film you didn't know existed. That little um, schlocky piece of, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, schlock has the potential to change the world. It really does. I think so. I think um, so. Some of these movies you think just have nothing going for them, and then you see these little hidden messages in there of, like, you know, feminism and feminism. stuff like that. Yeah. And you're like, wow. Yeah, women supporting who, women. Who knew? I'm a, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, 
And so then Dorothy keeps on planning her big Valentine's party, and she has sex with Campbell, who I guess can't get it up. It sort of seems that way. Like, he's not really... Uh, or he's like just not really interested in, in her, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. But... She still gives him a present and everything like that. But then we find out that he is a thief and he's trying to steal her money. Yes. And Dorothy tells him to go fix the furnace in the basement and he's killed by Jeremy with an axe. So I guess it's not him. Possibly. I don't know. And it's the night of the party and Dorothy's drinking and eating about 50 pounds of chicken wings because she thinks that Campbell has peaced out on her and deserted her. And then here comes Ruthie with her big bag of bullshit, and she's escorted out. And then Paige gets pissed off that her date just expects her to blow him, so she ties him up and pours hot wax on his dingling. <laughs> it's and, great. Because he's all like, I want you to wax it. And she's like, what? And so she just puts the wax on it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, it, that is what he asked, asked for, technically. Yes. Brilliant. Um, and then Ruthie sneaks, sneaks back 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 in and discovers jeremy dragging a housekeeper's corpse into a room once again not sure what what the housekeeper did to hurt Mm -hmm. jeremy and she's like oh sorry i must have taken a wrong turn and um hits them with a pull stick and then hides and finds campbell's body and as she's trying to sneak out jeremy grabs her and throws her into a glass shower and slides her neck down on a big shard and kills her it's nasty Mm -hmm. and adam shows up and he's drunk and Kate's like, where have you been? And he's like, oh, there you are, Kate. I was looking for you. And she's like, well, I bet I wasn't at the bottom of the bottle. I'm like, okay, Melrose Place called. They want their line back. Um, <laughs> Some of these scenes, yeah, very melodramatic. Very. Yeah. I, mean, we're, I think we're about at the point where they, um, <laughs> the two have this sort of falling out with uh, uh, Kate and um, uh, Dorothy. And oh, they, it's just this It's my like, favorite. It's melodrama, high melodrama. You know, they should be worrying about it. these killers on the loose, but we have to have this moment moment where it's just like everything's coming to the surface. And you know, oh, it's, it's so good. It's, it's great. It's so good because you see, Paige is really busy because she's in the hot tub with some champagne, yes. just living her best life. That's where I would be if I was at this party. It looks very cozy. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy leaves her a rose and then throws her inside and locks the cover on top of her and starts drilling into it with a power drill. And stabs her in the shoulder, and then he just throws the drill inside, electrocuting her, and turning the power off for the whole party. So everyone's like, oh, man, and they all just start to leave. This is the scene that I always remember the most, like, as a kid. It just stuck with me. Maybe just, it was just different than, I mean, you would typically see in... And uh, well, it's yeah, it's it's like you said, it's not gory, but it is very violent. It's just it very, is very violent. Yeah, it's it's scary. I mean, the idea of being trapped inside of this, you know, water tank, basically, yeah. as someone's drilling you. I mean, uh, right. ugh, and there and there and there's that part where she goes to one of the holes trying to yes. breathe and he drills mm-hmm. into it. You're like, oh, no. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's really scary. Like, it's it it's is. a really well done scene. It is. Um. And so everyone's basically leaving. And the, here's when Dorothy starts getting super confrontational. And she asks mm-hmm. Kate what she really knows about Adam. And Kate's like, well, more than you know about Campbell. And Dorothy's like, you can't stand it, can you? That the fat girl finally gets a turn. <laughs> and it's this monologue that, like, I'm not going to lie. I was tempted to do for speech and debate way back when. Because um, it's really Why good. Why should the fat girl get a turn? Get a yeah. turn, huh? 
It's like, come on, Kate. You've always been the popular one and the, the brainy one and the sexy one. And Lily was the fun one and I was the big fat one. As far as you're concerned, that's exactly the way that it is. Well, you know what? Screw all of you. She leaves. Just leaves. And Kate's like, oh, that was so awkward. Well, I'm going to try to call the detective. And his phone starts ringing outside. And she's like, well, that's weird. I guess he must be on the property. And she finds it. And she finds it at the pond next to this IOU that she gave Adam way back when. And all of a sudden, the decapitated head of the detective plops to the surface. And she's like, oh, no. And she runs back inside. And here comes Adam with a big bottle of booze and an attitude. And he's all like, dance with me, Kate. And she's like, I think we need to get help. And he's like, no, let's dance. I think you're so pretty. You're a pretty girl. Yeah. And then she knees him in the crotch and starts running around everywhere. And she finds Ruthie and Paige's corpses and she screams again. And then she grabs a gun and she's walking up the stairs. And the killer leaps out from Dorothy's room and they and they tumble down the stairs together. Mm-hmm. And Kate comes to and so does the killer. And then bang, bang, someone shoots the killer before they can hurt Kate. And she looks up and she sees it's Adam her knight in shining armor. He was a good guy all along. All along. And, and so they take off the mask and it's Dorothy. And she's like, Dorothy, why? And they call the police and Kate's like, why would she do it? And he's like, trauma. And <laughs> then he, he's all like, I've always loved you. Let me let me hold you. And Kate's all happy that it's over. And, and so she passes out on his chest. And then a few drops of blood fall on her face. And the camera pans up, and there's Adam having a big old Jeremy Melton nosebleed. Mm-hmm. The end. <laughs> you're like, what's going to happen? What's going on? He was the killer the whole time? The, the whole time? The whole time? The whole time? <laughs> oh, Adam, Adam. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. Was he the killer? Was Did <sighs> Dorothy help? What's going on? Were they in cahoots? Was, was Jason involved? The, you know, I, I, I mean, it's got to be because he's shifty. He's always just yeah. lurking around. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, I mean, many, it's many so... questions. And uh, yeah, it's, I, it's a very uh, Halloween H2O resurrection ending here where we, uh, yeah. you know, is the person dead? Which the, that was another one. Halloween resurrection came out in 2002. So I guess that was like the last That's what these, really killed it. <laughs> That's what really killed these <laughs> movies. But... killed it. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, that's definitely one that killed it. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, oh, I don't know what to, yeah, that ending is just, I like the last 30 seconds a lot. Mm. Like, I like that little button at the end. Sure. But I just, I feel like the stuff leading up to it is a little convoluted, because you're like, wait, why is Dorothy in the mask? How did he push her out on top of her, like, to, like, did he knock her out? Is she drunk? What's going on? I don't understand like there's a lot going on played out exactly yeah it, it's it's there's a lot of things happening yeah it's uh like maybe it would have made more sense for like her to be running around and she hears some gunshots and she comes in and sees him over the corpse and is like mm-hmm. what happened and he's like she tried to attack me it's dorothy sure. like just something like that maybe sure. i don't know yeah because somehow he got dorothy in the suit and yeah pushed her out and uh yeah it's it's uh yeah, we've. Seen, I mean, much. we've seen it in other horror movies before too, but it's it, it's just yeah. it's always kind of a weird little 
yeah, choice. Hmm. But now, if Jason is involved, it's possible that he was the one dressing up Dorothy at the top of the stairs this whole time. I mean, I think it's entirely possible. Who knows what his fucking motives are, but, you know. <laughs> him and Jeremy are just lovers. I don't know. Fucking, Ooh. I don't know. Oh, my. But Jason seems to only care about Jason, sequel. so. He does. He doesn't even notice he's got spinach on his teeth. Yeah. You know, he's so yeah. obsessed with talking about himself in the first person. What? what, what I'm not now I'm picturing like a 20 years later version of this and it's like <laughs> Kate and Adam and they're like living together as a happy family but something causes Adam to like snap and go back into like Jeremy mode and uh people start oh, popping up well. dead all over the place but is he doing the killings or I don't I've know got it. I think I've got it they go to a class yeah. reunion where he meets more girls who turned him down mm. <laughs> than like someone's killing people at the class reunion who could yeah it be? but you don't know if it's him or not and uh yeah. they keep trying to frame him for things and you're mm. like did he do it or is someone just like trying to frame uh, him interesting but, i don't know hmm. potential yeah it's a, it's a, it's a fun it's a fun little slasher maybe you know it's uh yes um silly but also ian's got some good kills that are interesting mm-hmm. and kind of different from what you would normally see and uh uh yeah, there's a lot to like about this movie. That it's got a good so. music score. It's creepy. It, it, oh, it's got that great uh, creepy theme that comes back yeah. throughout too. Yeah, it's great, and it's you know the acting's pretty good for a movie like this. It's got good production mm-hmm. values. Dialogue's pretty strong. Surprisingly, yeah, a um, little bit of like Los Angeles satire-ish stuff. Like everyone is just so narcissistic of, yeah. and involved with themselves, and you know they're not paying attention to this killer who's on the loose and blah, 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 blah. And these ridiculous art galleries that. and, you know. I love um, that stuff. It's yeah. like the, they do kind of make sure every death is a bit of a set piece. They actually mm-hmm. do kind of go, which is which is why, to me, it, it does have that sort of giallo feel. Yes. It's not, it's, not, it's not just like stab, stab, you're dead. It's like, no, we've got to chase them through the maze and then they get shot with the arrow and they fall through the screen and into the stairwell right. and then shot again and they fall, you know, f- f- 50 stories into a trash heap. You know, it's like it's exactly it yeah. is a little complicated and I yeah. appreciate that. It doesn't yeah. just phone it in there. And yeah. uh, I just it's it's got a lot going for it. And it I think it's, it's underappreciated. I think so. Good, yeah, good, good cast of ladies here and uh, mm-hmm. some fun little bitchy moments where they just get to you know unwind and uh talk with each other and um some good like we said um kind of feminist stuff of just women like pushing men off them that are just the men are just terrible so it's just yeah uh, standing up for themselves and uh yeah underappreciated i would say well i guess it is guess it is my turn for an overlooked gem this week yes Um, what's it gonna be um you know this is another one haven't seen in many years, but uh, I was trying to trying to think of something Valentiny. Um, this is Pontypool from two thousand eight, right? Mm. Um, you got this disc jockey named Grant Maisie, um, and he reports uh, in this radio station in this in the basement somewhere. I don't know where it is, some Canadian town. I, I who knows? And uh, you know he thinks it's just going to be a normal day at work. But then he hears reports of this virus that is turning people into these mindless zombie-like hordes. And uh, he has to barricade himself in the radio booth. 
and uh, things just, you know, go from bad to worse throughout the movie. It's got this great kind of isolated vibe, sort of Autopsy of Jane Doe-esque, where he's just kind of trapped in this small space, and he starts hallucinating, and you don't really know what's real and what's fake anymore, and um, uh, it does this cool thing with language, too, where, like, people are slowly forgetting like what certain words mean and how to uh to speak english even and uh, so you sort of see the slow breakdown of like this human becoming this weird creature uh, zombie-like thing and it's never really totally clear what's going on but um it's just a very different take on zombies and um uh yeah the the quote-unquote undead living dead type thing and uh yeah, definitely worth checking out. And set on Valentine's Day, so that's why it's a nice little uh, Valentine's Day treat to throw with your other ones. Yes, and uh, yeah, that's uh, our Valentine episode, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Hope you all have a lovely Valentine's Day. Yes, please. And, uh, you know, if you want to give us a Valentine, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, that is H-O-H-H Podcast. We're on Instagram, homos and haunted hill, all one word. We're on Letterboxd. You can leave us a lovely review, maybe with a nice little limerick on um, iTunes, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Try to make it rhyme, like a please. Limerick. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what else we get to this month. We both have busy schedules for the rest of the month, but uh, we will do our best to put out at least one more before. And uh, yeah, I think we can squeeze in one more. I think so. And uh, yeah, everybody enjoy the rest of your Valentine's Day and week and uh, February. We'll uh, talk to you next week, I guess. That's right. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.